Yeah, so I just recently recorded an audio talking a bit on probability, and I kept it extremely short to keep the topic uh, focused on what I said I would. In this recording, I'm going to touch a bit on process and a few things that I've been uh, taking action in and, and documenting this process as well. I've, I've recently filed the paperwork for my entity to, to be formed uh, as far as an update. I, I've logged into my bank and I've realized that the money has not been deducted, so there's a strong probability, goes that word, probability, that the entity was not formed on day that I expected or planned for it to. But goal is tomorrow morning to make sure I reach out to Corporate Direct and kind of see what's up and uh, go from there. If there's anything that I have to adjust, if there's any issues that I must know about and figure it out. So one of the main reasons why I'm just kind of free, going to freestyle from the, from the dome a little. Just recently, I've been doing a lot of, of listening. I've been listening to a lot of audios, a lot of mainly focused on, on the financial market, just wanting to get to the point of proficiency, yet understanding it's not overnight, it's like learning a new language. Uh, but yes, I've been, I've been listening to a lot of uh, financial, financial market talks, uh, uh, podcasts, uh, teachings, uh, webinars, and uh, YouTube videos to become more familiar with with the, the language of money, right? There's so many things that I don't understand that are vital when it comes to learning economics, you know, monetary policy, and understand the impact that certain leaders make when it comes to them talking or making a decision on on interest rates or uh, yeah, there's there's so much that I, I definitely have to learn. But um, just speaking a little bit about what's on my mind and the things that I've been consuming again helps me to gain more clarity and know what is it that I could focus on. Uh, I've, I've accomplished, uh, well, not yet, not officially, and I, I said I wanted to give an update as soon as the entity was actually formed, and due to it not, I mean, uh, obviously me not knowing for a fact, it kind of sucks, but whatever, it is what it is. I'll, I'll figure out tomorrow and just give a, an update on that. But outside of that, my next step is... Starting up an ent- uh, not starting it, starting up a, a bank account under my entity. So that's going to be the next step is starting up an account under my entity, and and after setting up a, an appointment to talk with my CPA to know what is the best way to fund my business. Right? Do I just yeah, what's the right way to do it? What's the best way to do it? Uh, do I just put money in my account? 
as of now, what comes to mind is I believe I have to document it in corporate, in my corporate meetings or, uh, and, and I believe that, and, and from listening to some of the talks, uh, Tom Wheel, right, I believe there's a specific way to do it for, for it to become an incentive, if you will. And I think it's through a loan. You loan yourself money, I think. And then, yeah, I, I think that's how it's done. You accept the loan to your to your business, and then the business pays it back. Uh, and whatever interest I decide, uh, it becomes a tax deduction. But yeah, that's that's definitely a question to write down and ask my CPA as soon as the bank account is is set. Well, not even as as because I know that's one step that I could do before. But yeah, and the next time I talk to my CPA it is yeah, what's the best, what's the right and best way to how 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 do I go about funding my business account and and make it beneficial from a tax perspective, right? When it, when it comes to long-term, when it comes to long-term thinking, uh, just recently I had a conversation with say homeboy, you could say business partner, mastermind associate. <laughs> thinking about long-term success, right? Long-term growth, building multi-billion dollar business that is sustainable. And one of the main thoughts that came out was in order to do that is you have to build a business around system, around you being able to step back in the business's is still producing, right? So, in, in freestyling a little bit about this, I, I actually uh, talked about this before, but now putting it into documentation, if you will, is the business that I'm currently in, is it sustainable long-term? Or is it something that I have to do and be engaged in? And the truth of the matter is, it's a. I look at it as a game. I look at it as a profitable game. Most people play Call of Duty, uh, video games, Madden, FIFA, and uh, 2K, 
whatever year we're in now, 19, 20. And, you know, we, we all have habits. We're all engaged in activities. Now, the question is, are these activities conducive to growth? And not just personal growth, but economic growth. And don't get me wrong, there are ways to monetize playing video games. So I'm not knocking video games at all. I just don't have that skill set, nor, uh, I, don't get me wrong, I can. I choose not to build on that skill set to make money. From a from a personal growth perspective, you know reasons that I've chosen to to learn the financial market and and engage the way that I have is because of how we've been taught, right? How we've been taught. I haven't talked about this much, but how we've been taught. We've all been conditioned to speak a language, and me being able, you know, being blessed to speak two different languages, I noticed the the weakness in words, right? The weakness, they're so, they're deceiving and they don't necessarily mean what they are, right? And this is from a macro point of view. Yeah, people say that words are powerful and their sayings around words could I don't know what the fuck. There's just word. There's sayings that words are powerful and they can impact and they cut the soul and you know all this bullshit. But in all reality, if you cut out the noise, uh, words don't mean a thing. You know, it could, when 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 you're not emotionally attached to the lip service, if you will, and you watch action. And you learn to read what the numbers say and become data-driven. I think that things become clear. They become more predictable. And as a man, I like to have control experience what I found is there's there's little to control when it comes to other people right and don't get me wrong you can it is possible to control other people you know it's not like it's impossible that's called influence, whether good or bad. But my question is, why? You know, I've never really, I've never, I've never really been inspired to to want to influence people negatively, nor positively. And what I mean by this is, what's all perspective? I want people to have the ability to choose on their own, to think for themselves, is what I'm trying to get at. And the best way for me to ultimately do that is by leading from the front. And I found that for me and my, my personality, I had to find a, a market, a niche, if you will, that disconnected me from having to sell people, 
right? I, I don't want to. I don't want to have to sell anybody in order to be successful. And don't get me wrong, I, I've heard many many talks on on the importance of sell, and I'm, I'm quite aware that everything in this world is sell, sell, sells. Uh, either providing service, you have to sell yourself. If you want to be in a in a relationship, I get that. But I'm also a firm believer that providing service and, and giving unconditionally and and giving to the point of, of not expecting anything in return holds a lot of value long term as well when it comes to legacy leaving. Um, so that's a major reason and why I've decided to focus on on what I've been learning and don't get me wrong there's there's other businesses that I will engage in but and projecting the future as much as I can and, and where my heart stands today I see myself being more of a founder of specific business models that are self-sustaining uh, example real estate right but there is no but but the reason I say this is my focus is now the financial market there's there's no there's no need for me to focus over focus well there, there's going to be a lack of focus if you will if I start to engage in real estate I guess listening to talks a bit wouldn't hurt to understand more of what's going on in the market and it not be a foreign language to me when it is time to pull the trigger. But I also understand that in order to be successful, I have to gain traction in something, right? And when, when time is the most valuable asset I guess the ultimate short-term goal is how can I get more of my time? How can I buy, if anything, my time back? How can I, yeah, what do I have to do to have more time? How can I have more time in my life to do what I choose? And it boils down to sacrificing short-term and figuring out what asset class is it that I could engage in consistently and learn how to create enough income to give me the time necessary. And a couple of things come to mind. I've come across a few systems that will yield a 10 to 15% ROI consistently with within a 12-month time frame. And with the lack of knowledge that I have now, I know there's a way to adjust and minimize the risk exposure for the for the time frame within that year time frame there's a 20% probability of lost I believe that equates to two months out of 12 and depending on the investment amount that I put up determine 
quick, I can buy my freedom. And I guess I'll simplify that is in starting off and being exact, realistic, it doesn't take much to an extra X amount would buy my freedom. And now that I think about it, I do have expenses. I do have more expenses, so it would take more. And I, yeah, so initially I was thinking a good, I believe I had rolled six to 900 consistent every month would definitely buy my freedom. But then I thought about the expenses and I did not calculate that. So if I had to reevaluate, it would be, and speaking out loud, it would be six to nine hundred after expenses but yeah the theme would be to the theme would be saying that would be to to get focused and understand the exact dollar amount and what type of returns I have to receive what type of returns do I have to make in order to pay all of my expenses and have some on top to to live. I've come up with a few different strategies to apply as the entity is formed and I've changed my mind since I've continued learning. I'm like, damn, damn, that one makes sense. Or shit, I should do this one. Whichever one I choose, I gotta make sure that I stay consistent. So there's the Iron Condor system. There's also the Boomerang system, which is a combination of of the choices of the other choices that I was initially thinking up front which if I was to crunch the numbers or even know and understand how to crunch the numbers ultimately it boils down to which one yields a higher return and when I think about the boomerang system I'm confident that that one will yield more and here's why is the, the iron condor is directly correlated to how much I have up front so if I want a hundred bucks, most likely I'd have to yield, I'd have to put up a thousand to get that thousand, that hundred dollar credit with the probability of losing two out of 12. And that sounds good from a year perspective. And that's more of a conservative approach. And also I have to take it into consideration the initial investment it takes to learn that system. So that means it take a year, a full year of consistently applying the system to come out on top. And then I thought about the boomerang approach. And that just makes a little more sense. 
because ultimately what I'll need is the collateral and what the boomerang approach is. And I overheard somebody talking about this, but it's not necessarily a system. It just makes sense. And, and my mastermind associate, if you, if you will, and I were, we talked about this way before I even heard about it before I even heard it called the boomerang approach and it's when you pretty much short a stock or you short a put option and you continue to make money on selling premium until you have to until your exercise until your option is exercised which means that at that point you have to buy the stock which if you have to buy the stock you have to buy 100 shares of the stock so depending on the the price range or the month, the amount that I have in collateral uh, will determine the, the credit that I receive. And, and I just continue receiving those credits as long as I can doing it on, on stocks that have high probability of shooting to the upside, bullish, bullish stocks. And whenever I do Whenever I am exercised, at that point, go ahead and switch it up and start selling covered calls. And then, it, bro, that's it. That's it. That's it. It just makes more sense to me. So, yeah, I, I went through. I'm speaking to get more clarity within my own strategy. But initially, I started off with, damn, what, what exactly is it that I want to do? I just wanted to uh, trade options. And I wasn't uh, extremely focused on, on how I wanted to approach it. I just knew I had to get a lot of education. And as I've been educating myself, I realized, okay, so there's uh, systems that I could learn. And that's a system within itself. Um, yeah. And, I, I'm, yeah, that, that, that just makes the most sense to me right now. Yeah. So the system to apply consistently would be the boomerang system. And it's pretty much selling put options until I'm exercised. And once I am exercised, I buy the 100 shares of the stock. And as soon as I buy that, I sell covered calls until the covered call is exercised. I just keep doing that. And continue saving, continue putting money. Like I did, continue putting investment money on the side so I have uh, more collateral to play with, but I'm gonna make money from selling options. That's it, getting my mind out of calls, buying calls, and make money from selling puts and then covered calls. Puts and covered calls. Puts and covered calls. And ultimately the profit outside of the, the covered calls comes when I sell it at the higher strike price as well, and it's a win-win. So yeah. Um, start so just to gain a little more clarity the next steps is open up a bank account and begin to study the uh, my bull 
my goals watch list and figure out which of those am I able to play and afford to buy 100 shares of the stock. And if none, figure out which ones I do have the capital to put up front. But don't buy the stock upright. Short puts until exercised, then go turn around and sell covered calls. And then from a you know switching gears perspective, going to another investment is continue. I believe the number was 10% of my checks weekly. Put it on my put it put it to my savings that way I could have the capital that's necessary for a smart investment I'll call it my 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 long-term smart investment that way it's overfund I could overfund it outside of taking care of the the consistent investment that's required putting myself in a position of overfunding it, but only overfunding it after I have six months of initial investment taken care of, if you will, right? Um, then begin to overfund, and then learn how to use that to my advantage as well. Um, and I'm speaking that way just to not give too too much information. I believe that maybe that's a topic I can touch on with the mastermind group that I create. Yeah, I like that. And with that, remember, we are one.